This morning we'll be doing something a little bit different, and this time I'm going to call up um, the school, the students, and um, Michelle. And we have you sit right behind me. And um, I'm going to be, if you can turn in your Bibles to Romans 3, 10 to 11. Romans 3, verse 10 to 11. Song for the song singers. Romans 3, verse 10 to 11. And this is the theme. They're going to be sharing the, um, some testimonies or experiences with you, um, each one of them. And um, I want to just give a, a thought, and then we'll close it up. And they will um, sing a special appeal song at the end, a song of commitment. But before the word um, is open, ask, let's, let's pray. Father, we're grateful for your beautiful Sabbath day and the blessing so far. And we do humbly ask for your Holy Spirit to come upon us and to teach us. Lord, this is what we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the Bible says in Romans 3, now... First of all, we ought to seek the kingdom of God first, right? So God wants us to seek him. We're to seek his face. That's what God wants for us. But can we of our own selves seek God is the question. As the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Amen? Without Christ, are we righteous? No, we're not righteous. So we need Christ. And not only not righteous, but know what the Bible says. There is none that understands. Can we understand truth without the Holy Spirit? No, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. But not only can we not understand spiritual things, the Bible says there is none that seek it after who? God. In other words, God wants us to seek Him, yes. But in and of ourselves, in our own sinful nature and flesh, we do not have a tendency to seek after God. Is that not true? So we need God to seek us first, initiate, and then we respond because that seeking awakens seeking within us. Right? Amen? In other words, because we found out that God is seeking after us, we find that reality, then it awakens within us a desire for us to seek after the one who's seeking after us. Amen? And so... The gospel is that God seeks out after us. And that's why to Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the Bible says, what is the purpose of Jesus coming to this earth? The Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the Bible says 19, verse 10, the Bible says, for the Son of Man is come to what? Seek. And to save that which was lost. Amen? So God wants to seek us. He wants to save us. And he's been knocking on the hearts of our, on door of our hearts time and time again. So God wants this morning to us to see that he's been seeking us all along. Amen? And if anyone is lost or chooses to be lost, it's because anyone who's lost or was never saved in the end, 
is because they themselves individually have chosen, or we have chosen individually to not to respond to God seeking us. Amen? And if anyone's lost a lasso, not would be because of anyone, um, anyone else we can blame. If I'm lost a lasso, it's because I am to blame. Amen? I can never blame anyone else or the church or whatever, but I am to blame and so are you to blame. Amen? We, by our own choice, that God did everything possible to save us because we serve a good God. Amen? A good God. So I'm going to turn it over and um, they're going to be sharing with you just how God has been seeking them and their experiences. But we're going to mix up the order because I feel maybe we can mix it up a little bit and let the Holy Spirit lead. So we had a little order here, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit to uh, keep them on their toes. Amen? <laughs> and so I think, uh, Janie, if you could go first, please. Um, while I was thinking of what to share, um, I was praying heavily for the courage, of course, first of all, to, um, to share my personal story. And um, the Lord has given that to me, and he revealed to me what I should share. And so I'm going to kind of take you back uh, a few years, actually. Um, he's been working in my life. He's been seeking me for, well, I don't even know how long, probably um, an eternity. <laughs> um, but in, in the winter of 2007 is when he, he really rescued me from where I was. Um, and up to that point, I know he was seeking me. I, I um, was searching for something and I didn't know what it was. And when I met him, I knew that that's exactly what I had been searching for the whole time. But up to that point, and even beyond that point a little bit, um, I was living a very self-destructive lifestyle. And the Lord, um, he literally picked me up out of where I was and he brought me to Maui. And I, I liken it to kind of a quarantine. <laughs> Um, he separated me completely from where I was physically in my environment, from where I was mentally, as well as spiritually. And he took me to my mom's home. Um, she had been in Maui for a few years at that point. And she had a room available, and so she was my, my nurturing environment, her and her husband. And I'd been living with them for about two years. And... Um, I was hungry for the Lord, and he, he truly nurtured me during that time. I learned so much about him and about his word and um, his character, and I, I truly fell in love with him, and I praise him for that. During that time, um, he freed me from 13 years of smoking. Uh, I had been addicted to alcohol, and I'd been doing drugs for many years. And I was also addicted to physical relationships, physical affection. And so by him removing me from where I was, um, there was no excuse. I, <laughs> I had no way out. It was literally a quarantine. And it was a good quarantine. I, I praise him for that. Um, so over that time, you know, I was healing and growing in my faith, growing in my love, love for God. And the past from now, the past 12 months or so, um, I started having this desire to do more for him, 
because he loved me so much, because he rescued me, I feel um, that I should be doing more for him because of my love for him. Um, I had been working in a, a computer store, a Mac store on Maui, and I loved my job. I loved the people that I work with, um, what I was doing related to what I went to school for, and um, it got to a point, though, where I would go to work and it would be empty. Um, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was fulfilling my call, you know, my purpose in life. And I didn't know where to go. <laughs> uh, so I just kept, kept going to work and being faithful in that. And um, I was definitely hungry, hungry for more of Jesus in my life, but also hungry for more fellowship. Um, I didn't really have any friends. I was really focused on work, so I was praying for um, friends of the faith, Christian friends, and praying for more time with him. Um, because going to work was so draining, I would oftentimes come home and just not have the energy to read or to, um, to open the word, and, and that really um, broke my heart. Um, I cherished my Sabbaths, for sure. Um, but the, the, main, the main driving force for me was I wanted to use my time, my talents, and my treasure for God. And so that's what I prayed. And it was actually just this past December that I had been really strongly praying for these things. And within six months, God opened a door, and he brought me here. And he's answered all of those prayers. So here I am. Um, Right now I'm attending the School of the Prophets, and I'm actually in training to run the school in the future. Since I've been here, um, I do want to share some of the blessings that the Lord has given me um, immediately <laughs> as soon as I arrived. Of course, the church family. Um, I've never really had a, a family of believers this large. You know, my mother and, and her husband are... Uh, Seventh-day Adventists, and again, that was a very nurturing environment, so I cherish them, um, but just to have, you know, such a larger family now, and, and um, just knowing that there's that comfort there is really encouraging. Um, fellowship with fellow believers, making new friends of the faith. Um, haven't really had many friends yet of the faith, and so um, by bringing me here and meeting Brittany and Michelle and Aaron and Pastor and Giancarlo um, and all of you and building these relationships has been a huge blessing. I've had a lot more time in his word, taking the classes. We're studying um, prophecy, so that's been a blessing. But also more time in his word in the mornings and in the evening. Um, also uh, fellowship during worships in the morning and evening has been a blessing. Um, I was praying for changes in my diet, and that happened. <laughs> um, shortly after arriving here, I quit drinking coffee, so he's still working on that, which I praise him for, but um, the biggest and, and most, most meaningful blessing is that the reason I'm here is so that I can work for the Lord, and um, I just, I praise him for that so much. Through all of these blessings, um, he's been growing me in faith. Um, I'd say the fellowship is the big one. It's really allowing me to kind of break out of my shyness shell. So being up here is, um, is makes me nervous, but I know that he's giving me peace and confidence in that. So I am truly in awe of our God.
I just want to share with you um, a passage that had been revealed to me multiple times over the past six months, just prior to me coming, and we'll, we'll look at Psalms 37. And it's verses 3 through 6. And he revealed these, these words to me um, many times in multiple forms, uh, through email, through conversation, through text messages. Um, and even the last, uh, the last sermon that I uh, went to at the church in Kahului, these words were revealed to me even then the day, um, the last Sabbath I had on Maui before I moved. So I'd like to share them with you. Uh, 30 Psalm 37, verse 3 through 6. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Thank you. This time, Michelle um, would be sharing with us at this time. Good afternoon, church. Can everyone hear me okay? I know I do have a very soft voice, but I'll do my best to speak loudly. So, God has always been seeking me. Um, I grew up in the church, but my relationship with God, I wouldn't say was real. I didn't really know God as my father until maybe more recently. Um, I grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist Reformed church, so their concept of God is a little bit different. I had never really heard of the idea of having a relationship with God. You know, God to me was just someone who was very far away. I prayed to him every morning and evening because that's what I was raised to do, but, and maybe because I had a little bit of fear, you know, I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> I wanted to be in heaven, but I didn't really see God as somebody I could be a, f that was my friend or that was my father. And I think another thing that made seeing God as my father very difficult was my own relationship with my father. Because my father is an abusive sort of man, so he really shaped my concept of God, and I wasn't able to see God as somebody who could love me. So I think that all throughout that time, God was seeking me. Now that I'm able to look back on it, I can see in little ways him showing himself and revealing himself to me as my father, and he was always trying to be my friend. But of course, for me, there was always that wall between me and God. So God... Um, showed me that he was seeking me through people that he brought into my life throughout the years, people who are loving, people who are kind, people who are compassionate and caring. And also when I got into university, um, my sister and I became friends with a bunch of people who are in an InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And to me, those, those, um, those students were so real. They loved God, they were passionate about him, but they were just so normal. <laughs> and just so real in their, in their walk with God. So that, a lot of those things shaped my experience. So how did I get here to Hawaii? I want you to turn with me to Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21. 
and it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So, uh, my life has been very busy. I'm running my own business. I'm taking care of my nephew. A lot has been happening in the last couple of years. And I was really feeling overwhelmed. I, feel like I felt like I needed a break just so I can have some time to spend reconnecting with God and getting to know him better as my father. Um, so I prayed to God to give me a break, not really thinking that he would answer my prayer in the way that he did. <laughs> well, here comes this opportunity to teach vegan cooking classes in Hawaii for the School of the Prophets. So through a series of events, God made it clear to me that he would have me here. And of course, God being God, he doesn't just do things for one reason. There's usually multiple reasons involved in what he does. So on one hand, yes, he brought me here to teach and participate in the School of the Prophets. But on the other hand, he brought me here because he has a number of things that he wants to show me. And the one that I want to focus on can be summed up in this quote taken from Ellen White in Testimonies to Ministers, page 192. Christ's most favorite theme was the paternal character and abundant love of God. So God brought me here because he wanted to reinforce for me who he is as my father. We've been developing a relationship with, it, which, with each other over the last few years, but he wants to deepen and strengthen and grow that relationship with me, and he wants me to learn to trust him more implicitly, not just to say yes, you know, not just a head knowledge, but more of a heart knowledge, you know, to have that relationship like children have with their earthly fathers, you know, and he's, he showed me so many examples of parents and their children and how the children just have that trust. They feel confident. They feel able to go and tell their parents anything or they are able to make a mistake and not be condemned and, and um, attacked for it. So God has been showing me a lot of things through um, what, you know, what he, through um, my observation of, of other people's relationships. But he wants me to have that relationship with him. So it's been taking a little bit of time, but he has been showing me to ask. And going back to how I came here, um, I did ask, and he supplied, he answered my prayer in a bigger way than I could ever have imagined. I was thinking maybe a break for one or two weeks, but he said, no, Michelle, more, 10. <laughs> I'm going to give you a break for 10 weeks. So I just want to thank God for being gracious because it only encourages me to ask more and it only encourages me to trust him more and to tell him more things and to talk to him more and more about how I'm feeling and how I'm thinking. So God has been showing me more of himself through answered prayer, not just my own prayers, but the way I've seen him answered prayers of other people. Um, for example, my fellow um, friends here at the School of the Prophets. Um, and also through a lot of our discussions, um, God has been revealing himself to me. And God has been showing me that he wants to give me more than I could ever imagine or expect. And he's teaching me to have more faith and to ask for more. And another thing, too, is that, like Janie said, God had to take her away from her previous environment. I know that God had to take me away from where I was before because 
I, I don't exactly live in the city. It's more like the suburbs, but still, <laughs> when you look out your window and you see house upon house upon house, it's an eyesore. You can't really think about God because there's just so much chaos. And when I got here, all of that stress melted away because there's just so much going on at home for me. And so God really needed to bring me away and let me be completely separate from that so that I can see things in a new perspective and so that I can slow down and actually have time to talk to him. And being here in Hawaii, it's so easy, <laughs> you know, to um, be closer to God because there's so much beautiful nature around. The air is fresh, you know. Um, we're close to the ocean and you know, we get out in nature a lot, and it's, you know, God reveals himself in nature, and, and that's one way that I see him, and I sense his presence very close to me, and I, re I really do appreciate that, knowing that, you know, no matter where I go in the world, my father is with me, and he really does care about me, and he wants to know more about me, and he wants me to share myself with him. So another thing, too, that God has been, how God has been revealing himself to me and drawing me closer to him is through the family atmosphere of the school. And I think it's, I, I know for a fact that it's not an accident that he brought us all here together. He pulled us from different parts of the world and even different parts of Hawaii to bring us all here at this one particular time, space and time. And it's just amazing. I can't, I can't even express um, you know, what I've been learning from everyone in the program, you know, and how being connected to each other has helped me to be more connected to God. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to, I'm very grateful to God for everything that he's done for me. And um, just one more thing. Um, this is a text that I have been kind of reflecting on for maybe months now. Every now and then I come back to it, but it's always, it has been in my heart, and this is something that God really wants me to uh, think about and understand. And this is in Matthew 7, um, verse 7 to 11. Actually, I'll read um, Matthew 6, verse 25 to 34, and then Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11. So Matthew 6, verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things did the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought for the morrow, 
for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And God is really teaching me to put his kingdom first, and he's showing me that when I do that, he takes care of everything else. I don't have to worry. And Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11, it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So God is showing me that unlike my earthly father, he is a father of love. He is willing to listen to me and answer my prayers and give me good things, and that he works out everything for my good. Amen. Um, at this time, we have um, Aaron's going to share. Oh, God's seeking him. Morning and happy Sabbath. Good afternoon and, and happy Sabbath, church. If you would have asked me probably four and a half years ago um, if I'll be here today, I'd have said no. If you'd asked me if I'd been in the American continent, I probably would have said no. Reason being, I was in university um, going on a course um, of architecture, which I wanted to do. And um, I had to acknowledge something about myself. I had to realize that what my thoughts are aren't always God's thoughts. Sometimes growing up within the church, you, um, you think you can use whatever experience, you know, and try to change it around and do it, you know, to please God. But God has a way. And it's for us to acknowledge he has a will for us. And one thing that spoke to me especially um, was the text in Isaiah chapter 55. If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn there with me, please. Isaiah chapter 55, and starting with verse 6, just as we've seen, you know, seeking the Lord. Isaiah 55, starting with verse 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. But what must we do? Tell us in the next verse. It says, let the wicked do what? Forsake his way. And the unrighteous man with what? His thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8 carries on to say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And what also stuck out to me was verse 11 as well. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Um, as I was pondering on these verses several years ago, I had to realize something because as I was studying, especially 
on the fact of um, true education. What is it that God is wanting to do in my life? I had to acknowledge what I was doing was not what God wanted me to do. Uh, growing up, knowing that my mother had especially prayed for a son um, to be a mouthpiece for God, to be a servant of God, to be willing and self-sacrificing to do all that God wanted me to do. And while I was in university, I had to come to this acknowledgement. Was I doing what God wanted me to do? Was I really doing self-sacrificial service? And I made the decision, and I, when I made that decision to leave and to seek, to go into the ministry to do what God wanted me to do, I went to my mother, and she uh, spoke to me and told me, you know what, um, when I told her my de decision, she said, you know what, I've been praying for you, but I had never told you what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to realize what God wanted you to do. And um, I had to realize also what were God's thoughts for me, because in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So I had to realize, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And that's when I surrendered and he showed me where to go to study. And from that point when I left university, I had to realize something for myself. I'm not going to make decisions for myself because I forced myself to go to university. I pushed and I tried to force doors, which I know were closed. And um, when I made that decision first to leave what I wanted to do, that's when I said, God, you show me next where my step will be. You show me what it is you would have me to do. And I've seen how the Lord had just led, bring me over to America. And then, you know, studying where I was studying, Heartland College for four years. And I said, Lord, wherever you want me to go after that, especially even for training as well, I don't know where to go. But as you brought me here, you show me where next to go. And this is where he brought me. So I know I'm not here according to my own will or to my own thoughts. Because many people say, you know, Hawaii is a wonderful place to go. You know, beautiful beaches and all this. And I said, you know, I could go to Grenada if I wanted that. That's where my mother's from and that's where I love. And I call home. So I could say I could have gone there. So there's no need for me to go to Hawaii to get all of that. So I know it is God's will that I'm here. And I'm still yet to see fully what he has for me. And while being here in the school, um, especially, you know, being here with this uh, wonderful group of people, pastor and, you know, sisters back here and, and his family as well, and to be with you all, I know he's brought me to family. I'm not away from, from family. I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm halfway around the world away from my family, but I'm here with family, and this is one of the closest um, you know, God is, is really trying to also reveal, um, as in he's close and he's dear to us wherever we may go. And one thing that he's also been teaching me is um, the factor of especially true education. Because many times we could have um, our own plans and our thoughts for ourselves. And many times we want to choose paths. 
which we think is right for our own selves. We think, yes, we're pleasing God. We're doing what is his will. But firstly, we must seek him first. And what does he tell us to do? Unlearn the things that we want to do and relearn the things that he wants us to do. Why? Because we just want to love him back for what he's been doing for us. And um, especially being here, just learning even more about God's love. Because I've seen his love in my life constantly. And, you know, just the things that we're learning in the classes. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone through, you know, these things. But I'm even more appreciating, you know, um, the prophecies and seeing especially God's love continually through it all. And um, what he's expecting for us in the end, if we love him, that's what he wants to give to us. So I just want to leave this with you. Let God direct. Let God lead. Unlearn your own thoughts, your own ways, and let God be that for you. Because he has, as Michelle brought out, you know, exceeding abundantly great things for us. Things that we don't even know or can even appreciate at this moment. But when we go through these circumstances, and so many things are not easy, you know, some of the ways God leads us, but when we go through it, we can appreciate it even better because we know God is the one that's directing. So I just want you to take this away. May God bless and guide you in your own lives. Amen. Now we have um, Brittany's going to be sharing. God's sought her and her seeking God. Happy Sabbath. I was supposed to go first, <laughs> and I usually do because I've never gone last. I'm usually like, put me first so I can get through it, you know, but I, I got last this time, so <laughs> the Lord's teaching me patience. <laughs> um, I want to start off with a text um, that truly um, has changed my life. Uh, while I've been here, and um, the true meaning really changed my life, and I'll share with you um, how so. The text is from 1 John 4, 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, that's really powerful to me. Um, I shared my testimony, uh, I guess it's been about a month, um, how the Lord brought me here, and I knew I was here for a reason, but um, I didn't know exactly what the reason was. I knew little, little blessings that I was receiving, um, the whole co-porting co experience in itself, um, I learned so much. And being here, the first day, um, it, during the testimony, for you that don't know my testimony, I, I'm not, you know, I was, I was kind of raised in the church, but I never really knew God. I never studied the Bible. I just went to church because my parents were there. And um, so this is new to me, to get in the Word and to um, really try to understand it. I always thought the Bible was really hard to understand, you know, like the words, I don't know, they just, they're really hard to me to understand. And the first day I was here, um, we started in Daniel, and we went through the prophecies, and I, I remember the first day Pastor, <laughs> he, uh, he, you can ask him, he, I was, I was really shooken, because I'd never studied the Bible at all, and it was just all coming to me, all this information, and I was just, like, overwhelmed, you know, I didn't know what to think, I had never, um, never studied anything like this. I'd only known about what the Lord was doing in my life, and that's how I knew he was so real, you know, and all these different things throughout history where the Bible is just, I mean, it, it's, it's a history book, you know. I didn't know that, um, 
and I was really overwhelmed, and I didn't know what I had gotten myself into, <laughs> and I was really discouraged because I was thinking, I don't know if I want to know this stuff yet, you know? I don't think I want to know this. I, maybe, maybe I'll come next year, Pastor. <laughs> maybe I should go home, but, um, I, you know, Pastor, we prayed, and I got through it, and I look back now, and I think, wow, if I wouldn't have gone through this, I don't know how real um, God's love would be right now to me, and it's, it's so, it's such a lesson for me, because I have to be patient, and where the Lord's showing me um, his love, regardless through it be through Daniel and Revelation, or it be through um, the new, the Old Testament, you know, regardless of where you start, you have to be patient, and I'm very unpatient, I'm very, you know, I've always been unpatient in everything, uh, even the cooking classes, Michelle's always telling me, slow down, it's okay, I'm always wanting to just whip it up and throw it in the oven, you know, and uh, I want to go outside and run or something, I'm very active, so it's really hard for me to be patient, and, um, and through the classes, it's really shown me to be patient, and Monday, um, actually this past weekend, we had just gotten through kind of quickening through revelation, just rushing through, you know, trying to um, get a lot of information in, and I was really overwhelmed because I never, this is the first time I've ever studied it, and I was just thinking, how am I going to remember all of this information? There's no way I can't do this, you know, I was just really overwhelmed and kind of discouraged at the same time. Monday, um, actually, I had a prayer with uh, my sister here, she's sitting here in yellow, <laughs> uh, Saturday, and we were praying that the Lord truly revealed to me um, why I'm here, and I mean, am, am I just supposed to just kind of rush through Revelation, or is there a lesson I'm supposed to see through this? Is it just the history I'm supposed to know? You know, I had no idea what the Lord um, was trying to show me through this. So I was, like, discouraged. Lord, I just want to know. Just tell me now, please, you know. And Monday we had a really, um, really, really good class that was for me. And it was just all going back to God's love. Why does he do this? Because he loves us. He doesn't tell us, follow the Ten Commandments, do, um, you know, go to church on Sabbath so you can't be out surfing or, or don't eat meat, you know, you're missing out. No, he does it because he loves us. He, he wants us to eat healthy because he wants us to be happy. He, he knows that that is truly going to fulfill our happiness when we do what's right. And all these, these things that he tells us, it's not at all because he, he wants to restrict us, but tr only because of his love. And I truly saw that Monday um, during the class, just seeking in the word and truly um, understanding God's love. Everything he does is out of love, and that's so amazing and so powerful to know that I have someone who loves me this much, as well as everyone here. We have a God who is so amazing and so loving, and it's really important to to preach that, because that's the ultimate goal. I think out of the whole Bible, the ultimate goal is f his love, is that he's up there and he just loves us, you know, regardless of where we were, where we've been, the mistakes, regardless of what I've been through, he's just loved me the whole time. And that is so powerful. Um, and I, you know, I, I say that that was the reason that I was here, because I needed that truly to be revealed to me. Um, I've always known about, you know, the commandments, and I just, I, I wanted to wear jewelry, you know. I always wanted to do this and do that and be, you know, kind of still dib and dab in the world. And But I've, I've seen now that it's not because he doesn't want me to do it. It's because he loves me and he doesn't want me to get hurt. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> um, so we did that Monday, and then Tuesday I woke up and I couldn't walk. <laughs> and I realized that I had hurt my toe really bad um, during my sleep. And um, so I had to use crutches Tuesday. So Monday we were talking about God's love and how he, uh, 
how we, I was thinking, yeah, I really need to be patient. And Tuesday, I was like, wow, I have no choice but to be patient now. I was just like sitting around, and I'm very active. So it's really hard for me to just sit there. And I praise God so much because I've learned so many spiritual lessons from this. It, I've never been hurt ever in my life. Like, I've never had physical pain. I've always thought, like, it must be really hard for people, you know, that hurt themselves. That's bummer, you know. But for me, I was just like, I never experienced that. And when I woke up, I was just like, wow, this really hurts, you know, and I couldn't get up at all. And I was like forced to kind of sit down everywhere and have people help me. And I praise God that I was with the right, you know, people here. They're so loving and so caring. And they were just helping me all through it. And one thing in particular, particular I'll share with you is a spiritual lesson that the Lord showed me on patience. Um, you know, I, it's really hard for me to sit still, and it's really hard for me to depend on these crutches to hold me. And so I was getting a little better. I felt like my foot was feeling a little better, so I decided I would try to walk on it and kind of, you know, um, kind of, it'll get better. And I compared it to my spiritual walk, you know, sometimes in my life and in before as well as I'm sure it'll happen you know it might happen in the future but um, I hope not but sometimes when we're walking and we're we're walking in the Lord and we're walking in the direction that we know that he has for us but we tend to kind of let go of our crutch and kind of dib and dab you know and we feel that pain here and there but we don't we, we always have to go back to our crutches because we get hurt again and I, I relate that to my spiritual walk because Sometimes I try to go off, and I get so comfortable in the Lord, and I think that I can dib and dab in the world, you know, and, and um, just put myself in positions that I know I shouldn't be in without, you know, and I feel like, oh, well, the Lord will, I'll get better, you know, I'm, I'm on this path, so the Lord will help me through it, but I, I fall, I get hurt, it comes back, the pain comes back, and it goes all back to the love that God has for us. The only reason that he wants us to be, he wants to be our crutch is because he loves us, and he doesn't want us to feel pain. So everything that we do, all of the commandments, everything that he's showing us in the word is only because he loves us. And that's the ultimate goal. And I really encourage everyone here to rely on that love because it's never going to go away. He's always going to be there. And I'm a testament to that. He's really been working and he's still working. And um, just like I have to wait and, and allow time to heal for my foot, <laughs> um, it's going to take time, um, like the children's story, it takes time to get to where we're going, and it's going to be so worth it, and uh, I, I'm so excited that I got to experience this, and the Lord brought me here, and I'm excited that I've got to meet amazing people that um, love the Lord, and for me, that's new, because I'd never had felt people that um, shared that interest with people that they love God like I do. So um, I praise him for that and for always surrounding me with the right people because he loves me. And with that said, just remember that God is love and always rely on him. <laughs> We're going to do a song um, for a closing song. And it's a song of commitment and dedication. Okay, this song um, is another testimony from my life in co-porting. Uh, so it's happened. This is my experience <laughs> with uh, 